Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. Host, international magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in today and joining me for a new interview episode. Today, with my guest Robert. Metcalf, better known as Englishman in Berlin. And this episode is all about entertainment and music, especially because Englishman in Berlin, or Robert, is a singer and songwriter. And as you can tell from the name, that he is from England but lives in Berlin, where he mainly performs. And he taught everything about making music himself, what is really incredible. And he produced musicals for kids, so he knows all the differences when you do music for kids or when you do this for adults. And he's working with a lot of artists together and really coming up with very fresh, creative ideas and songs. So you will, of course, find all the information about Englishman in Berlin in the show notes where you can listen to all the amazing music he is producing. And we will also touch, of course, in this episode how he is dealing with this situation of Corona still going on, what has a really heavy impact for most artists and especially musicians, because obviously they can't do all the live performances at the moment they are used to do. So find out how he's dealing with this and what best to make out of this situation. And then you can also go over to YouTube and check on all his songs on YouTube. And I find myself a lot on YouTube in these days because the content there is really getting better and so interesting. And depending on my mood, I'm looking for different things and I found a nice entertainment channel there when I'm in the mood to watch a quick web series or something like that. And this channel is called Goody Boys. I will leave a link in the show notes. And this is all about comedy, animation, indie, shorts, films and music. And as I said, with webcasts as well, they have a new nine part series there and you can watch this with the whole family. So it's really quite entertaining and maybe this is interesting. So check it out. There is also a link. But now let's continue talking about music, music production and how to be creative as an artist and everything you can do by learning music yourself. Be inspired from my guest Englishman in Berlin. Hi Robert, welcome to the show. Hello, Jennifer. Good to have you today. How are you? Well, I'm fine. The, the sky is blue and I'm sitting in Berlin. And when I look out the window, I see uh, uh, a wonderful spring morning. That's good. So you are in a good mood to 
tell us interesting stories today. So before we get started, can you please introduce yourself, Robert, to our audience? Yeah, my name is Robert Metcalf, and uh, I come from England originally. Uh, I was uh, born and brought up in, in Birmingham, and um, I, I'm now, as I say, sitting in Berlin, and I got to Berlin uh, in, in three stages. The first stage was going to London, uh, where I, did, I studied law for three years, and the second stage was Paris where I did the same sort of thing, uh, except that I, in Paris I started learning guitar, and uh, which was important for my later um, career. And uh, three years after that, I came to Berlin. So I've been in Berlin for about 40 years now. Um, and um, I've got various uh, jobs behind, or uh, professions behind me that I tried and didn't really work out until um, until I got into being um, a singer-songwriter. I, I turned my hobby into into a career. And um, I started up uh, as uh, writing songs in English in my mother tongue. And at some stage I got, uh, somebody said, well, you should, you should write in German. So I started writing in German, got a little, little prize uh, for doing this. And um, Then uh, at another stage, uh, somebody said, well, I think you could write, also write songs for children. Uh, so I said, well, I don't think so. I have nothing to do with children. Uh, but I tried, and then suddenly uh, everything started, and uh, I left my job as a, as a drug counselor, actually. I was uh, counseling drug addicts, and um, I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try writing songs for children. I had a lot of luck. Uh, doing things for radio, and then television came along, and before I knew it, my original idea of writing songs for adults in my mother tongue turned out to be writing songs for children in German. And that's the, that's the, the story up until now, except that I now have a, in the last two years, I've had a project that goes back to the roots, and, um, and that means songs also in German, but based more in English for uh, an English-speaking public, uh, an English-speaking uh, audience. And, um, and I'm, my pseudonym, if that's the right word, is Englishman in Berlin. And under this name, I do songs for, for grown-ups, not for children. Right, that was a long sentence, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, but it is a cool saying with this Englishman in Berlin. So how did you came up with this? Was this an idea out of the blue, or did something inspire you for this sentence, for this slogan? Well, <clears throat> actually, when I started writing, uh, getting a, a bit of success with writing for children, um, I had my first uh, uh, photographer that uh, made the early photos for me, <clears throat> when I turned up at the, at the photo session, he said, uh, hey, you're an English guy, well, you, you need something, uh, have you got any, uh, you know, uh, accessories or something, something you do, something special? I said, no, I'm just, just here with my guitar. And he said, well, wait a minute, <clears throat> if you're an Englishman, you should, you should get a bowler hat or something like that. And I said, oh, God, a bowler hat. I'm not that kind of Englishman, but he persuaded me to, to go to the flea market and uh, buy a second-hand bowler hat, which I put on my head, uh, 
and um, he at some stage he said, uh, just turn that hat round, turn it, turn it the other way around, which I did, so it was upside down. And the photograph that it was uh, that uh, that he took uh, just got in all the papers because everybody looked at this photograph and it was something special. And um, so I was a bit, although I was writing things in German, I was the the, the, the Englishman um, with this bowler hat. And um, so that's the one side of the story, the Englishman. I sort of seem to have kept it. Um, and then the other thing is, of course, that um, there's a very famous song by a very famous guy called Englishman in New York. Mm-hmm. And I think Sting is a great artist. And I thought, well, I could say I'm an Englishman in Berlin. And uh, so I I found that sort of quite nice. And so, so that's what's the name I took for when I started doing more for, for grown-ups. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it's a good idea. And I think people always like when there's a story behind it and when it's kind of special and also when you have another origin. So I observed that myself in times where I did magic shows abroad, it was always different than when I as a German was there. Besides when I'm doing it here in Germany, it's yeah, kind of normal. So I, I think it's it's great to, to play around with that and give it like this exotic touch or being yeah. different and uh, bringing the things from your home country into your art. Yeah, that's right. So, Robert, you have music as your passion and you are a songwriter. When you look back, have you always been a musician or were there, were there, sorry, was there another part where you did something else in your life? Well, yes, as I, as I was uh, indicating um, in my last long sentence, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I had a number of, of Professions that I tried out from from being uh, um, now what's that called the sort of a sort of auditor when I left school which was terribly boring and then I got into law which wasn't mine my thing either and I went to when I went to France I discovered that I, I liked languages and uh, I liked the French language and um, I was I got into um, Or I had the idea of working for an international organization. Uh, I originally wanted to do something in the uh, refugee line uh, and then uh, got a placement in, in Brussels for the European Union. It was called, then it was called the, uh, the European, what do they call it? Count? No. Well, I can't remember what it was called, but it was, it wasn't the Union. The Union was called later. And um, they sent me for my placement, sent me to, to Berlin, uh, which was a town at that time, this is the 1973, and a long time ago. Uh, and you sort of got the impression, my goodness, this, it's as if the war was finished yesterday. Uh, there were holes in the streets, you know, you've seen where people... The artillery and there were, in, there were huge gaps in the roads where houses used to be. And uh, that was West Berlin, of course, where I was with the war around. So I sort of thought, oh, God, this is not very inviting. It's going to, uh, but it's only for five months. So I'll soon be, I'll soon be gone. But uh, as I say, to, uh, from these five months, 
I've got now been for, here for 40 years, uh, more or less. And um, but in this time, it was I yeah I worked for the European Union as a sort of placement thing, and then I started learning German and got into into social work. Uh, that was that was uh, my third or fourth. Professional and, we, and I worked in this area as a social worker. Worked for twelve years, and uh, in the last the last six years was with drug addicts. And but my my interest was my my hobby was um, was writing songs or or at least learning the guitar, which I did in started in Paris. And uh, in German, I sort of thought, oh, well, I, I'd like to write songs, and then I started writing and that was that was always a hobby from that time onward it would it was uh but it wasn't something that i was i'm, I'm not trained musically or uh you know mostly self self-taught and uh yeah i like a lot of people in who do the same sort of thing songwriters they they haven't learned really what they're doing <laughs> they just try things out and uh, the, the mixture of music and and uh lyrics yeah, so I, I haven't always always done that though. Yeah, that was about my next question. If you had any kind of education in music, or you learned it for yourself, and I'm always thinking that maybe in this part it is best when you teach yourself and when you just play around and come up with something. So yeah. I know that there is music theory, but I think this can help you just to to some extent and then you have to be creative and come up with ideas and and just start doing it because yeah. all the theory in your head doesn't get you anywhere so that's what right. do you think yeah that's absolutely right it's uh, um I, I i've had a great privilege of being able to work with musicians people who really uh, you know do know how to play the piano or the, or the guitar and um I often get the feedback, uh, hey, Robert, that's interesting what you've done there. And I said, what's interesting about it? Well, you'd normally play another harmony there, but uh, what you've done is interesting. Uh, and I've uh, noticed, as you say, if, if you just sort of follow your own intuition um, without knowing any having any theoretical background, you land up with interesting, interesting harmonies that aren't always mainstream, but... Uh, yeah they 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 catch on or give you, give you a, your own particular style that's uh, happened with me anyway yeah yeah makes sense so you have the opportunity to write songs in two languages robert so you can do it in german and english and for myself often i said to people i enjoy when i can do a magic show in english instead of german because i just think that magic sounds so much better in english because you have <laughs> all these nice words to make something sound really nice and beautiful and i think german yeah. still is serious and also kind of hard when you hear it and i myself prefer listening to English music, it's very seldom that there is a German song with German language I really like, because I don't know, I think it's just tough to get it this emotional and in a special mood. But you are the expert, Robert. So where's the difference in writing and performing songs in German and in English? Yeah, it's a good question. Very good question. It's just a different... Uh... 
I don't know what it, don't mean to exaggerate, but it is a bit of a different world. It's a, it's a um, I, I had the, as in, in one or two cases with, with my children's songs, I had the opportunity or was asked to translate the songs, either the things I'd written in English into German or written German into English. And I just noticed how difficult that is because it's a, it's a different feeling. The words, the words, just sound the language sounds different the the english language in, on the whole a bit it's sort of softer um and it makes it just makes it a different uh yeah it just so, sound sounds different and and um there are some things that i i couldn't do the other way around mostly at the moment in the last couple of years i've written things in English because I'm a little bit back to the roots but occasionally I write a, a song in German and I think yeah that, that fits in German that wouldn't work in English so I think it's uh, both languages have their um, you know their special um, merit <laughs> <laughs> if that's the right word yes yes I think you are right yeah then uh It's just different. So when did you write your first song, Robert? Uh, I think the, the first one I wrote was to the end, end of the 70s. Um, I had a, a friend, I put, a, put a, an, an advertisement in, in the local uh, magazine and uh, looking for people who were interested. And uh, they were also, there were two guys who had also never written songs, but had played, played guitar. They played better guitar than me. Um, and we just, we just tried. And I was doing things in, in, in English and they were doing things in, in German or sometimes in English. Um, yeah, they weren't very, you know, if I look back, they weren't uh, very, uh, sort of exciting songs, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I've, I've, I've been, um, You know, I've been working on these things. You know, you know how it is. You you go you go around and you have ideas in your head, and uh, you collect the ideas. And uh, sometimes you you sing something into a, a, a recorder or, or whatever. A lot of colleagues do that. Um, and then if you if you're lucky to, to get uh, an audience, when uh, you look a little bit, what what are they after? And especially in, in doing songs for children uh, or doing songs for, for television when you've, when you've got the idea of, of what your audience uh, is, is after or the people who are, who are organizing the shows, then you adapt yourself a little bit. Uh, one, one of the big things I recognized fairly early on with children's songs, I did a, 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 written uh, quite a few songs which I found quite, witty, you know, quite funny songs. And I thought, oh, the children will like these. They did like them. But when I when I put them on 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 the stage, uh, they you know, after about the third song, they all started getting uh, nervous and moving around and what weren't listening. And I sort of thought, well, why is that? And um, realized that that uh, a lot of smaller children, they, they just need something where they can move around. You know, they get restless and They can't listen for half an hour to, to songs, however good they are. They need to 
jump around or, or whatever. So I moved into more writing songs for where children could, um, you know, do particular movements or um, action songs or so, so you know you learn as you go along as far as with adults it's different when I have a, a German uh, audience I usually explain the the English songs I sort of don't uh, especially sort of think oh they're not going to understand those words I just write as I think you know English-speaking person would like to hear them or, or things that occur to me and um then I explain usually beforehand what, what it's about, what the song's about and give them the key words and let the rest uh, work, hopefully. Yes, makes sense. I'm rambling on, aren't I? I <laughs> Good. Take take your time to uh, to describe it. So I, I know some questions are just not easy. And Robert, when you look back, when you were a child, were there any kind of musical influences? Something that brought you in a special direction? Um, I always thought um, that I come from a completely unmusical family, but uh, that's not true. My my father um, played uh, piano, also by ear. Uh, he never really learned it properly, and he he grew up in a religious family and had um, he used to play the organ at the the local church and. Um, their songs, you know, hymns and uh, songs that you sing in uh, in church are very easy, um, simple melodies for most, or harmonies for for the most part. <clears throat> and uh, he used to sort of tinker around on the on the piano, so I got that that got into my ear. And um, and he also sang a lot of songs uh, from before the war, um, sort of well-known songs and um so i i guess i i sort of got that kind of uh yeah this you you grow up with certain kind of songs or or that are witty or uh sentimental or whatever and um so i think i took that with me for a long time although although as i say i only started very late um to take a guitar in my hand and i was all already sort of end, end of my 20s before I started doing anything like that. <clears throat> But I think the things you learn as a child, you, they, they stay in your, in your mind. And, and sometimes they, at some stage, they, they come out in what you're, you know, what you're, write, you're writing yourself. That is true. And I know a lot of people who also carry a whole book with them in their mind and it just doesn't come out until one day and then they bring it all out. And I think it's the same with music when you have this song in your head and it just has to go out. So yeah. the world is ready for it. Yeah. Robert, so when we have music, I think it's a very special art form compared to all other art forms out there what would you say makes music so special and brings all those emotions to this art form um well i think it's 
it's the uh, yeah. I was going to say um, uh, talking about songs, but songs, of course, are just one part of music. Um, but just to re- remain with with songs, that they, they have <clears throat> what interests me and songs, and what I think make them so powerful is that you have this mixture of, of, of melody and harmony, which uh, gets under your skin, uh, for what reason it may be, the same as a picture can get under your skin when you just look at it, it does something for you. And uh, that's one level. And if it combines with the other level uh, of, of lyrics, um, and, and lyrics, uh, particular words uh, have connotations that you, and if you pick the right words, um, the, this mixture, and if you pick the right words with the, the right melody, um, it's something that, that just, um, it's, it's not visual, it's, uh, you, you, you hear it and then you, um, there's an emotion in the music, or at least there's a, um, yeah, there's, Almost always, and I don't think this is the music. Does music exist where which isn't emotional? I don't think so. Um, it could be boring, I suppose. It could be too too loud or too soft or too too whatever. But um, it uh, yeah, it, it it gives you these. Uh, it, it's it's an emotional package. It's, it's, uh, I think that's what makes it, it makes it so strong. And it, uh, if, if you're taking some popular music, um, it's a lot of things that people associate when they, when they're, when, especially when they're young or when they're getting into teenage uh, age. You know, something maybe they danced to or everybody sang to, or um, and that's becomes a bit of part of your biography without really knowing that or it would be your socialization without being conscious of it uh, and I think that's something that yeah with a picture I don't know or with a book yeah it could could happen but with music it somehow seems to be yeah especially powerful or uh, you know for emotional yeah yeah, I think the same way like you do. So it's almost about opening a lock. You need the right combination, as you said, with the, the melody and then maybe bringing it together with vocals that it has this effect. And also, I think that music is great to support any kind of other art form because, as you know, from magic shows, normally they all do have music in the background and yeah. it's very important. So for misdirection and also for other things to create this mood okay. and when you were talking about that when you look at a picture a drawing from another artist it can make something with you and i think it might be even stronger when you listen to a specific kind of music in the background yeah and also when we look into film i mean music is so powerful in films That's what, right. what do you think how how is this possible or uh, yeah, what's going on there that when you sit in the cinema and you, you watch a movie and all this music goes really under your skin and you have this perfect whole experience of everything you're seeing and hearing? Yeah, it's, it's a, that's a real art form that's, that's quite different to, to, to the things that I do, writing songs. 
because uh, you're right. You have a if if you watch a film, it's quite an interesting experiment. I did it a few years ago. I watched a film without um, without the sound and <laughs> all these passages, and uh, it's it's fantastic. You can do a someone walks up the up uh, up the street or something. Uh, something quite sort of normal, but you could accompany that action with very dramatic music or very, very sort of, uh, uh, you know, em emotionally uh, charged sort of stuff. It could it could turn out one way or it could turn out the other. So it does it does uh, have this ability to um, to, to make a to, to make an atmosphere, a particular atmosphere. Uh, yeah, I don't know how the people do it. I think it's I think it's great the, the people who who manage to uh, write songs for, for film or write music for film. I think that's 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 great. Yeah, you're probably right, Robert. That it's an another or a special kind of art form in music. But I think you have the same effect even when you look into YouTube videos and the producer has picked a great song or music that works with the pictures, yeah. and you kind of have this effect as well as with music videos. What do you think? The, well, the first time that I saw music videos, I was sort of thought, I thought, um, <laughs> I don't know what the right word is. I, I sort of, the, I sort of thought, wait a minute, uh, I'm listening to these songs. I have my own imagination. I don't want people to put a picture that I've got to, you know, that he's, he's forcing on me. I don't know if, it's, if other people have the same effect, but uh, I sort of thought, uh, you know, if there's if a certain song and I hear a certain voice singing it, and I've, I, there are images that just go through my mind that, that, that I either consciously or unconsciously. And when I, then it's turned into a video and I sort of, wait a minute, that, that's not my, the picture that I got. Somebody's forcing me to have the picture uh, in my head. And I didn't like that at the beginning. In the first few years, I just thought, God, they're crazy videos. Or well, not crazy, but they were just not relevant to the music or disturbed my, my idea of a good song, just ruining it with a, with a, a video. And in the meantime, Yeah, I, I, perhaps the, the art of doing music videos has changed. There are some very subtle ways of, of, of enriching, um, enriching the, the, the song by, with, with a video. And um, I have a song, my, my latest song, actually. I, it's 12.30. Oh, that's the, it's 12.30. That means it's 12.30 and uh, I have to get up and move myself. But I won't. I <laughs> continue with this. <laughs> This conversation. Um, I have a, a, um, a new song that um, uh, I, I released first as a video. Um, and I think, I hope, I, I got the right uh, approach to it in the video. Um, and the, the, the title is uh, Before I Die. And it's about um, sort of a guy, well, in this case, it's me. Um, who's read about things, all the things you should do before you die, the 50, 50 places you should have been to or the, the, the mountains you should have climbed or whatever. And um, he thinks they're probably influenced by this. He sort of sits down 
at a table and takes out his pen and a piece of paper and says, uh, okay, I'm going to write a song about the things I want to do before I die. And then he starts writing, uh, but he, he has no idea. And the, the longer he stays there, and that's the whole length of the, of the song and the video, he, he has no ideas. Um, but he does, does occur to me, um, <clears throat> I could write this song instead. And, um, so that's the, that, that, that's the song. And we put it into a video form by, by having me sitting at this table and, uh, with a piece of paper and, uh, yeah, <clears throat> there's a sort of surprise, uh, element in, in the song, in the video. There's a picture behind me that, that, uh, suddenly comes to life, uh, during, during the, uh, during the song. But otherwise I just spend the whole of the song sitting at this table, uh, and uh, thinking what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I, I, I like this, this form. I, the song was ready. It wasn't published. Now it has been published, so, but, uh, you know, on Spotify or, uh, where you can listen to it. But it's also, uh, in YouTube as a video. And, uh, I, I even like the video better, better than the, <laughs> than the song you just hear. But, um, so, um, yeah, that's, I, I think, uh, putting songs into videos can be, they can work and sometimes they don't work. And, uh, but I've, uh, I've done a bit more with that than I have, uh, did a few years ago. That's very interesting. So as you said, it, it can be enriching for the song when you get it right. But yeah. yeah. Also, you have this thing with the fantasy in people's heads. It's like with the books. And then when they see the film someone has made, yeah. most of the time people are really disappointed. That's because right. They have <laughs> completely different images yeah. in their mind. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, it's the invisible world. Right. But you des described it very well, Robert, with your song. And uh, I like that you like the video and you like it even more than the song, just listening to the song. <laughs> so everyone listening right now, where can we send them to find your video from your song Before I Die? Uh, it's uh, you, you can see it in, in YouTube. And um, there are a number of uh songs with the title before i die but if if you uh, if you put in englishman in berlin or englishman in berlin um and the title before i die um you should find it on on, on youtube that sounds good and for everyone who just wants to listen to the music where can they listen to your song They uh, could listen on Spotify or, they, or, or all the other, uh, you know, streaming um, services, Apple or Amazon or Deezer or whatever, um, Spotify. Um, yeah, same, same procedure. Before I die, Englishman in Berlin. Very good. So you're <laughs> present all out there, Robert. That's right. good. And... When someone is interested in reaching out for you, maybe for a cooperation or anything, exchanging ideas, because we know you write all the songs and you perform music for kids, what I think is very special and great. Where can they connect with you? Uh, well, I've got a, a website, 
Um, that would probably be the the easiest easiest way. Um, that's um, uh, Robert Metcalf in one word. Uh, dot de. Is, okay. Can listeners get? Uh, is that good for listeners to say it like that, or is it better to yes, say? Yes, you can. It's good. I just wanted to include it in the audio. Of course, it will be in the show notes for everyone interested, so you can just click on the link and okay. connect with Robert then. And Robert, all of that uh, brings me to one last question connected to the time we are recording this now in April 2020. So with the corona crisis going on in the whole world, musicians are really in a bad place, I think, to yeah. say it like that. Um, it's similar to magicians because all shows, performances, everything, life is cancelled, obviously. Yeah. And I just wanted to ask you as a as a musician with your heart and soul, how do you deal with this special crisis and not being able to perform your art? Yeah, it's very difficult. It's um, <clears throat> I've had a lot of concerts that were coming up and I do workshops for For teachers and uh, people who work in kindergarten, they've all been cancelled. There's nothing going on for the next few months. And when that phase is forby, there will probably be a long phase where where you can't offer shows for more than a few hundred people. Uh, so it's it's very difficult. Um, I. I noticed in the in the last few weeks, uh, I'm not a very digital kind of person, but uh, I've noticed that this area is is, uh, is important, increasingly important, especially in this kind of change for for musicians who usually go on stage. A lot of my colleagues do um, um, concerts from their own homes or have done videos. I've been involved in in a Also a Corona song for kids, um, and um, I think you know you have to have to make the best of it and see what it what it, what uh, what can you do that uh, um, without an, an audience that gives you this feedback, this direct feedback that you get from a, a live audience. This, you can't you can't replace that. There's no uh, alternative to that. No good alternative. But maybe there's a um, we do have a possibility of uh, putting things online um, or doing interviews with people, <laughs> with magicians <laughs> who are going to send out and uh, maybe people listen to it and uh, uh, do an interview and say, oh, that sounds interesting and then so, sort of just make things more public. Uh, there are There is, there's so much out there online and there are so many very talented uh, writers and not just writers, uh, probably just musicians as well and, and um, uh, performers on stage or uh, actors or whatever. Uh, and maybe uh, they're, they're just not heard of, but maybe it's a, it's, there's a possibility of, of doing these things online and finding an audience or people who are interested. And in my case, I think you have to just change a little, change your, 
um, what you're offering. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's a challenge. And, um, I, I think probably everybody will try and, um, solve, solve the problem in their own specific situation. Um, yeah. I think just we can wish everybody luck who's, who's in a similar situation to me and, uh, uh, make the best of it. Good point. And uh, to rise the energy a little bit at the end of this episode, Robert, what is the best advice you get, you got in your life? Oh, the best advice I got in my life. Oh, I, I need a long time to think about it. Oh, so much um, advice. Yeah. I, I think, I think uh, one of them is just be yourself. Do, uh, or, or do your own thing and don't, uh, don't be too much, uh, you don't, don't adapt yourself too much to the mainstream or just because somebody else has their style and it's popular to sort of think I've got to, I've got to copy that style, uh, in whatever field it may be. It, it, you've just got to, it's a process of also, you know, looking into your own, self and um, um, finding finding what your best form of expression is or so I think yeah I would I would say do your own thing and I've heard that in in, in, in the in the past years in different forms you know sort of when people say yeah what you do is is, is special and that's that's good and that's what everybody should uh, the special thing that every each one of us has uh, Just to bring that out. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Be the original, not the copy. That's right. Very nice uh, advice, Robert. So we have all your links in the show notes to listen to your music. And it was really interesting today, me sitting in Munich, interviewing an Englishman in Berlin. So we had a great conversation and it was really nice learning how you made your path and how you learned all the music and songwriting by yourself and what you turned all that into. So that is amazing. Thanks for sharing all this with us, Robert, and I wish you a great sunny day in Berlin. Thanks for listening today to my interview with Englishman in Berlin. Make sure to check out the show notes for all the links to listen to his music. And to round up this episode, I do have a short business tip for you. Depending on where you are in the world, you might be still in lockdown, quarantine or slowly getting back to normal. And maybe you just have more time at home now or are in general looking into working from home and making money from home. I found a nice YouTube channel there from a rising YouTube creator. His name is Mario Cavett and you can look into his content when you are on the lookout for good and solid ideas how you can make an income staying at home or being in any other kind of place in the world like independence or location independence. Check it out. I leave a link as well in the show notes. So 
There you have it for this weekend. I think you have some great entertainment, inspiration, listen to some music, and when you are in the mood to check out some business ideas, then also watch the YouTube channel from Mario. Talk to you soon. Until then, create some magic. Music